special one. You're my rock of peace, Lord of all. I depend on you. I call out to you again and again. I call out to you again and again. You are my rock in time of trouble. You lift me up when I fall down all through the storm. Your love is the that holds him that solid rock. Amen. Greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus, both here and online and down at the camp. We just want to bless you in Jesus' name and uh, pray that God will meet your every need and supply and according to his riches and glory. Amen. In Christ alone, my hope is found. In Christ alone, my hope is found He is my life, my strength, my song This cornerstone, this solid ground Firm through the fiercest drought and storm What heights of love, what depths of Light of the world by darkness 
sanctuary and it just really struck me and I don't want to throw you off by it but it's it's a real impactful profound statement Judas did us a favor by betraying Christ if it hadn't been for that betrayal Christ could not have given his life and I thought what a What a wonderful thing that the Lord Jesus endured and the suffering that He and the persecution and the betrayal that He took for us. That He could give His life for us and go to hell for us and rise again for us and give His Spirit to us. What a, what a awesome thing. It just, I'm not eloquent enough to, to express the the gratitude I feel to the Lord Jesus for His grace and His mercy. There in the ground His body lay, the light of the world by darkness slain. But He didn't stay there, bursting forth in glorious day. Up from the grave He rose again. Can we sing it together? There in the ground His body lay, light of the world by darkness lay, then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again, and as he sang, King Jesus. All hail King Jesus. All hail Emmanuel. 
Peace like a river, joy like a fountain. Peace like a river, love like a mountain, the wind of your spirit is blowing everywhere, joy like a precious way, Lord Jesus. While we're standing, we'll just have a few prayer requests we'd like to bring before you. Um, The Libacy family writes in, please pray for Brother Peter Van Ort in Holland. He is still unable to speak three months after his stroke. And please remember his wife also who needs special grace in this trial. Sister Eleanor Drake asks us to please continue to pray for her brother, Robert Anderson. He's not doing well physically with chemo, but most of all, he needs salvation. She writes, we serve a faithful, merciful God who answers every prayer. I believe his, wor- his will will be done. Amen. <clears throat> Sister Grace Beattie writes in a testimony. She wants to thank everyone for the prayers of her brother, for her brother Colin. The treatment he was on had affected his kidneys. Since being off the meds, He feels better and was released from the hospital. So we want to thank God for that. Sister Cheryl Goss wrote in a request, uh, I believe, last Wednesday. And she's just 
I want to thank everyone for the prayers for her dad. The doctors removed his breathing tubes and he's now able to breathe on his own. So we just want to thank God for that and please continue to pray for the healing of scar tissue in his lungs. And also testimony from Sister Tracy Rivas. Um, she writes in a few weeks ago, we put in a request for her daughter, Michelle, who is suffering with a very serious intestinal infection. And also for her sister, Kristen, that's Sister Tracy's sister, who was extremely ill with COVID, giving God all the praise and glory for healing them both. Michelle was completely well and back to work by the following week. And my sister, who was out in and out of the ER, had a complete turnaround, is almost totally recovered. And we appreciate the many prayers of faith. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Greetings, Brother Tim. This is from Brother Stanley in India. You remember, I think it was last week, he had written in a prayer for his dad, Brother John Toscano. And uh, last Sunday, we had they brought him to the hospital to admit him in ICU. After that, all the believers prayed for him. Yesterday, the doctor gave him this... Uh, discard, discharge to dad and he got a negative report of the uh, COVID so we thank God for answering prayer Amen there is no disease too big or powerful for our Lord Jesus to handle Amen right on I was looking at these prayer request um, forms that we fill out when we and right at the bottom it says Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Amen. That is the truth. It's just simple faith hanging on to the promise of God, believing the word of God, and accepting it, confessing it, and walking in it. Amen. We thank God for His healing grace. And we just want to bring these requests before the Lord. Maybe we can just bow our heads together now. And lift up our our needs before the throne of grace. Before our Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. We want to give you thanks and praise, O God. That you are faithful. That you are true, Lord. That your word cannot fail father heaven and earth the word says shall pass away but your word will never fail or fall O god we anchor our souls in that this morning father we anchor our very life to it lord we stand upon it in the name of jesus christ our savior who stands in victory this morning having defeated every enemy Every enemy of the cross, every enemy that you have, O God, is defeated by the work at Calvary that Jesus Christ accomplished many years ago. And it stands today, Lord. The power of the blood has never failed or fallen, Lord. The stripes you took on your back, Lord, they are as effective today as they were when you took them, Lord. And we thank you for it, O God. We claim every promise this morning, Lord. We claim every victory, Lord Jesus, that you purchased for us, Father. It is our inheritance in you, Lord. And we thank you for it, O God. We thank you for every testimony that has come in here, Lord Jesus. We see you moving, Lord. 
we see you in action, Father. And we know that you are real, O oh God, and that your word is faithful and true, Father. Oh, we bless your name this morning, Father. We bless your name, O oh God. We give you praise in the presence of the congregation, Lord. We praise and lift up your name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We have many needs this morning, Father. Oh, people have been struck down by COVID, Father. But we have seen you raise them up, Lord. And we know you'll do it again, Father. And we pray, oh God, that you'd move on behalf of your children, Lord. And release them from the clutches of the enemy, Father. Drive back the forces of darkness, Father. And give us strength, Lord. Supernatural strength, oh God. To stand fast, Lord. And endure and resist the enemy, Father. For your word says when we resist him in your name, he must flee from us, O God. Oh, Jesus, there's nothing too big for you, Lord. There's nothing that you can't handle, O God. Oh, you are the great enforcer, Lord. You are the mighty general, O God. Father God, we remember the believers in China, Lord. We remember those that are in bonds, O God. There's nothing too big for you, Father. We pray that you would impart peace unto them, O God. Oh, Jesus, be their portion, Father. Bless the believers in China, Lord. Bless the believers in Africa, Father, that are locked down, Lord. Many of them in great need, Father. Oh, meet their needs, Father. Oh, Lord, in India, Lord, in many places, Father. South America, oh God. All over the globe, Lord. Your children are in need, Father. But Lord Jesus, you are the supplier of all of our needs, Father. And we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for this time together this morning, Father. For this service, Lord, that we dedicate unto you, Lord Jesus. We pray you'll anoint our brother Murphy as he comes behind this desk, O oh God. Anoint his lips, Lord, with a coal of fire off the altar, Father. That as he speaks, Lord, the mighty words of God would go forth, Lord. Meeting the needs of your people, Father. Not only our needs, Lord, but strengthening us. Encouraging us. Inspiring us, Lord, to press on, Father, to run this race, O God, to the last mile, O Father, to endure to the end, O God. Oh, for we're in a mighty warfare, Father, and we need you, O God, in our lives from day to day, Lord. So minister unto us, Lord. We have, we're here to receive all that you have for us, Father. Have your way, O oh God, we pray. Receive our worship, Lord. And we give you every exercise and every part of this service, Father. In the precious and holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I'm in need, I call on the Lord. You can have your seats this morning. Sister Victoria Adamora is going to sing a special for us. Maybe we can have her come after we sing this song. When I'm in need, I call on the Lord, and He hears me. Yes. 
everyone. It is so good to be here. Um, I just wanted to give a quick backstory to this song. Um, the Lord gave it to me about a month or so ago, and um, he was really, really dealing with me with um, getting alone with him. And with um, the COVID crisis that happened, and nothing was normal. And um, it really felt like everything that I thought was solid had pretty much wasn't. And with the Lord dealing with me and then having the protest come up, uh, it just felt like I needed to get closer to him. And he was really dealing with me on having a relationship with him. So this song uh, came to me of just saying, I just want you. Um, He didn't want the services. He didn't want the actions that I can do. And with the protests that happened, a lot of things I saw was, you know, doing things for Christ. And it's great to do things in his name, but he doesn't always want that. Sometimes he just wants you to spend time with him. So I pray this song is a blessing and that um, it ministers uh, to all of you as well.
Spend some time with me. I want nothing else. I don't need the gifts or sacrifices made. I don't want the money or the deeds. I don't need the songs to help me lead. I just need someone who's willing to stay. I just want you, your heart, soul, and mind. I just want you. Let everything fall behind. Come within the inner veil. Let my glory overshadow you. I just want you, just you. Keep your eyes on me to see what I'll do. For I am working in a way that's hard to see. For my thoughts go beyond your thoughts, and my ways they go beyond your ways. So stay focused on the work I've given to you, 'cause I just want you, your heart, soul. I just want you. Let everything fall behind. Come within the inner veil. Let my glory overshadow you. I just want you. Just you, child. I just want you. Your heart, your soul. Thank you, Sister Victoria.
just a prisoner of love to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We'll invite our brother Murphy to come now. Maybe we could sing that chorus as he comes. Consume me, Lord, with the fire of your spirit. Consume me, Lord, with the Before he can use us, he must break us so that we can be used by him. Well, thank you so much, uh, Sister Victoria, uh, for the song. I think that's all we want. And we want him, and all he wants, he wants at us. He doesn't want us uh, ability. He doesn't want us uh, our wisdom or what we can do. All he wants, he just wants us. When we totally dedicate ourselves to him, that he can use us. Let's turn to our scripture, book of Ephesians. Um, chapter 2 book of Ephesians chapter 2 just before we read uh, let's bow our head again let's have a prayer dear Heavenly Father Lord we come to the secret word of God this word is not come by cheap, Lord. This word come with a great cost. It cost Jesus Christ, his life, 
It caused many sins. And the disciples and apostles dedicated their life. Some was cut their head off. Some uh, they was burned. But Lord, uh, we're coming to this last age. You give us this uh, revealed word to this hour so that we can take a hold of it and believe it and make this word take effect and start working in our life. We're the one that is uh, going to be the last uh, generation before the rapture happen. Lord, we know that only the word can prepare us. So, Father, we dedicate ourselves this morning for service. Ask you, let your spirit come down that again to make heaven come down to this earth. Lord, reveal yourself to us. Lord, let his word become a, not the knowledge, but let the word become a power, become a transforming power that transforms us, Lord. Make yourself become a more personal to us, Lord. We give you thanks. Ask you the blessed of the rest of the service. Speak to us and meet your people's need as we feed on your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Chapter 2, verse 1. And you has to quicken, you has he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past he walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is a rich in mercy. How we thankful. There is a but God who is a rich in mercy. You know, that's a one time I was um, talking with the brothers um, uh, in China. I said, you cannot depend on the world to give you mercy, because the world doesn't possess you cannot, you cannot depending on, uh, try to, uh, looking for Satan or, uh, to give you mercy. He doesn't possess. Only God possessed mercy because his mercy endures forever. Let's read further on. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, ye are saved. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. May the Lord bless his word. You may be seated. And the last, uh, uh, last Sunday I was speaking about sincerity um, brings power. And uh, this morning I would like to speak in another title. Power to rule from heavenly places. If the sincerity brings a power, the power that the Lord give it to us must have a purpose. He give it to us. And it must be, a, must need to be used. And, um, you know, when there, when the, in the uh, book of Genesis, uh, when at first, uh, when the Lord created in heaven and earth, the heaven and earth was in, uh, chaos and everywhere was in darkness and, um, uh, you know, the whole world is, uh, is uh, out of the right order. But when God come down, the Holy Spirit started brooding uh, on the face of the earth. 
And then uh, the flowers, uh, the seed start to spread out. The flowers start to come out. And so the animals start to come out. The birds start to fly. The fish uh, start to swim. And, and then uh, the human being uh, start to um, uh, begin to come up. And whenever, when there's a presence of a God is, there's always have a life followed. Whenever there's a heaven coming down, you say no matter what the situation uh, that the earth was in, no matter what situation that you are in, but when God coming down start to brooding, and you will find out that the life start to follow. And so we know when the first when Adam and he has the sonship and he's in the position that he can have the direct fellowship with God because God created him after his own likeness, after his own image. But then the human being fall because they're reasoning to the word of God. And but uh, thank the Lord and uh, through the, all the 2000 years and the Lord starts to restoring. And when Jesus come, the second and Adam, he has to restore back the, uh, the sonship. And we saw in the, when the Holy Spirit uh, started coming on the Pentecost and uh, the great power of God. If we can say uh, that's the heaven coming down. And the great power of God started moving amongst the disciples, amongst them, uh, Peter, John, and Paul, and all of them. We saw the great church of God started rising up. And uh, it uh, shows to us the restored sonship that's come back at it again. They can go to the gate of a beautiful and say that the silver and gold I don't have, but what I have, I give it to you. And that the man who was a, a limping, who was a crippled, and uh, rise up and start to walking. And we saw Paul, that's how he can... Uh, just rebuke the, this, uh, the spirit that has been followed to him and uh, who's a witch or a, for, a fortune teller and uh, then uh, cast the demon out of them. And uh, Paul was bite by a serpent and uh, that a serpent was a, uh, has a great, uh, has a, a, po- a great poison, uh, but he just shaken the two of our, we saw that is the sonship has been restored. Uh, what a mighty, uh, work that God has used those people to do. But then you give it before long. And then the churches start to uh, de- degrading. And then it starts to fall. Um, then the, we saw the, in the first church age, uh, it's the efficient church age. But before long, then the people start to losing their first love. And uh, then uh, we saw the Satan start to um, uh, coming in and start to uh, let the people start to uh, uh, lost their love and the people, the reasoning come in and all the uh, different things that start to uh, come in. And then up to the second age that we saw the church start to fall into uh, darkness. That the Bible in the Revelation 2 said, uh, 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 it said, Behold, that the devil shall cast some of you into prison that he may be tried and that he shall have a tribulation ten days. And uh, we, we saw the darkness start to the creeping in. The persecution started. And then to the third age. And uh, the people already start to fall. In. And they said that because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam. The doctrine of Balaam and that heresies start to come in. And come to the fourth age. And then they start to suffer the woman Jezebel. To teach and seduce my servant to commit fornication. You know when the people uh, start to fall in. There is a really have no limit. If the church start to fall in, well, as soon as you start to fall and have a one sign of a fallen, there's a no limit of it. It will go all the way to darkness. 
It has to take some force to um, hold them off. To uh, the person, the people has to be constantly in the word of God. Has to be constantly in the revival. Because if you follow the momentum of a fallen, there is no limit to the fall. And we saw that uh, uh, even the brother Branham is his own son, Billy Paul. When he, uh, he was born in the prophet's family. And his father is a prophet. Has the discernment. Has the great ministry. And, but he himself needs that experience with the Lord. Without that experience with the Lord, personally, the house of the prophet cannot save you. And he go to passing the prayer card for the prophet. If we could say that he was in the work of the Lord, that doesn't save you. That doesn't stop the fallen. And then we saw the Billy Paul, then later on, and it started getting to the wrong crowd. And uh, it started smoking and then coming home. And his daddy said, how are you doing, uh, Billy? He said, oh, I'm doing fine. He said, don't lie to me. Aren't you glad you have a father like the prophets and know everything? But thinking about that, even that doesn't stop the sin to take a hold of a Billy Paul and to drag him into the bottom of this pit. Eh? Brother Branham saw him, he was a fallen. He said that Billy Paul would jump out of the window. And the laughing, and it started to fall, uh, head over heel, just constantly falling, falling, falling. Because when you have the momentum falling, there's really nothing can stop it. And then the Billy Paul was there, and he was a falling, and the falling, and the falling. But thank God, there's a, two hands that are reaching out, stopped at the falling. Now, let's, let's think about this. What stopped at the falling? It's not that the prophet stopped at falling. It's not that the ministry of the prophet stopped at falling. It's not that the preaching of the word. It's not this and it's not, a, it's not that the going to the church. Nothing is going to stop at falling. But it's that the prophet, his prayer. His, as a father, his prayer to the Lord. Say, Lord, don't let my son die like this. Don't let my son go like this. Because Billy Paul was got a shot of a penicillin. And then he started got an allergic reaction. Then their lips started to swell in and his body started falling. And Sam there, his doctor said, sorry, Billy, I killed your son. And the brother Branham was going there to pray. And that he has the prayer for the Lord. He says, Lord, don't let my son die like that. And it's that a prayer of a father that has stopped it at a falling. It's a sincere heart that before the Lord and a pray to the Lord, that will stop the falling. It's not a how much the, the, the prophet in ministry, those things that cannot do that. But it's the one that the prophet, that himself as a believer, as a father, claiming his child and believing for his child, that sincere heart stopped at a falling. Let me just read this. Um, the, uh, the other day I was reading a quote to Brother Branham said in the thy house. Uh, this is for, for all the parents that you have your children. And the brother Bramah said, uh, he said, I know we all won't think our kids is a renegade and things like that. And uh, he said, but we must stop that. He said, I believe that we must remember that these kids are the best kids in the world. The prophet told us, he said, uh, we do, he said, we all thinking our kids are renegade. I know that a lot of time, I know you're quiet. I know a lot of time we never think of that. But when your children start to grow up and they start to 
uh, you know, going through the rebellious time of the teenager. Though your mouth confess, says, uh, you know, they're the best kids. But in the heart of the heart, you, you don't, you don't agree with what they did. You, you, you just pray the Lord, the Lord, something that's a change, my children. You're not that they're great, great with the, the evil things that they do, that they do, the things that they watch, the things that what they've done. In, though in your mouth you are confessing, Lord, that they're still the best of kids. To be honest, that is true. The kids are still the best of kids to the world standard. They are good workers. They had a good manner. They are kind. They can do all kinds of things according to the worldly uh, standard. They're the best of kids you can ever get. But as a father, as a parent, we never take that as the ultimate. We never take that as an answer. We never take that as a yes, that's good enough. It's never good enough unless, unless our children have the, have the born again experience. Unless our children have the fervent in their heart to love the Lord, to give their whole being to the Lord. Let Victoria was saying, all the Lord only wants is you. And that he, all he wants is you. And that we wanted our children come to the point, the Lord, all I want is you too. I don't want anything else, but all I want is just the Lord. We want our children to come to that point. And sometimes the reason we're thinking that in our heart, we're thinking they're the renegade. The reason is because they're not in their all-to-be condition. But that's a show to the father's heart. We wanted the children to be a really fervent for God. To be a born again of a, from the Lord. To be having the, the experience with the Lord. To sitting in the heavenly place. To enjoy the, the blessing of the Lord. Not just coming to the church. We drag them to the church. Not just coming to the church and uh, put a suit on or put a dress on and just try to make mama happy. Just try to, try to make daddy happy. We want something totally transformed in the person's life. That's why we're thinking in the heart, with heart, heart of the heart, we're thinking this is a renegade. It's not a doing the, the right thing. But, Brother Bram said, we must believe that we must remember that these kids are the best kids in the world. You know why they're best? It surprised me when I read that. Brother Ben said, because they are our children. They're best not because they have a manner. They're best not because they're kind. They're best not because they can do certain things. They're best not because they're coming to church. Brother Ben said, they're best because they are our children. We are the believer. We believe for them. We're the predestinated seed of God. Heaven is our destination. Our faith brings us to that realm. We are believers. They are believers of children. And then it says that because they are our children. And we claim them for God. Only that will make them become the best children. It's not what they did because we claim the for God. We claim, Lord, that we're not taking just going to church as an answer. We're not taking they just coming to make us happy as an answer. That's not the ultimate. That's not the final result. We claim them for God. 
We claim for God for their fervency. We claim for God for their born again. We claim for God they are the member of the rapturing group. We claim for God because they will have the faith. They will have an experience with the Lord. That makes them the best children. Because we claim for them. Not depending on their behavior. Good or bad. Not because they're coming to a church or don't come to the church. But they're my children. They're your children. We claim them for God. That makes them the best kids ever. That sometimes doesn't look like a selfish, a self-righteous. But they're best because they're off of me. They're best because they're all off of you. Because only you can claim them. The parents in the world claim them for career. The parents in the world claim them for money. Claim them for a reputation. For famous. The parents in the world claim them for education. For science. For this and that. But only the believer parents, they claim them for God. That makes them the best kids. Because they have a, they have a parents that can claim them. They have a parents like a burnt offering, like what Job made. He sit on his ash sheep, and whatever he claimed, it come back to him. It returned on to him. It never lost the one. It's like a Job, that's like a burnt offering. Even when it's a children, when it's a son and daughter, though they're a good manner, though they're good kids, they have a party, they have different things, but it's a preventure. If they sing against the Lord, if they in their heart and say, bless the Lord, I'm okay. Bless the Lord, I, I don't have any problem. Preventure that may be in their heart that they say, they're blessed the Lord. They say they're fine. Then Job made an offering. He made a sacrifice. If we put it today, the parents that make themselves as a sacrifice, as a burnt offering to God. Lord, make my life shine, Lord. Not for my own sake, but Lord, for my children's sake. Sanctify me. That make them the best of children. Because they have the parents that can claim them. It's that make them best of children. But you see, when a person was a fall, there was just no end to it. How Billy Paul, he was a falling and falling. And we're thinking about it sometime, and we're thinking of the church, when they're coming to another point, when it started to start to falling, there's no limit to it. From the church, from the beginning, that had a love, had a, like a roaring line, that speak the word, believe the word, and to do everything for the word. And then just gradually, step by step, step by step, that start to fall and start to fall and start to fall. And, and come to the last age, it become in total darkness. And we think about the children. We think about some families still the same thing. When they start to have the momentum of the falling, there was a really have no limit to it. And the person, when they start to leave the message, they start to left the first stop for the message, then they start to fall in, and then they can do all kinds of things. That's why when the believer, they disbelieve the Lord, they start to have a cracker in their life. If they're not, be careful. And they start to veer it off from the word of God, from the truth, and from the right path. And then there's no limit for their falling. They can drink, they can smoke, and they can, they can do things that probably even the people in the world don't even do. 
That shows when a person left to the word of a God, how far they can fall. But how we thank God, it's the parents, they can claim that. That is, if there's a predestinated seed, there's a God can claim it as his own children. God will never intended it as a church just to lay in the defeat. God will never intended to let as a church just lay in there to roll over it and die and to be crippling in by the world, being invaded by the world. God have a message for this hour. That message will stop the falling. He said that the church has to fall lonely enough. The church has to go from the first love, go down, degrade, down, degrade, down, degrade, unless, until going into the total darkness. But God said, enough is enough. Then he sent to the prophet in this age. Then the prophet to bring the word in this hour to us. What to do? Stop the falling. Amen. Only the message in this hour possess the power to stop the falling. And to the prayer of the Father, it's not a prayer of the prophet, it's not a prayer of the preacher, but it's a prayer of the Father. Brother Branham stopped the falling. And then God, there was a two hands reaching out, stopped the falling, and Billy Paul come back at it again. And we saw that the church started to come into the point that will fall into the total darkness. And then he sent, then God sent the prophet to this dark world. Not just for the dark world, but for the darkened church. There is a predestinated seed in there. And then God coming down. It's not just a brother Branham has preached his service, but it's a God himself coming down in this hour. Because only God possesses the power to stop the falling. And we saw in the book of Genesis 1, the beginning, when God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let him have a dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping things that creepeth upon the earth. And said, God created man his own image in the image of a God created he him, male and female created he them. When God created a man, he intended for man to have a dominion. He intended for man to have a power. He's not intended just for man to lay in the garden of the Eden, just rejoice or just play harp in the cloud as if to say, or just, you know, enjoy the life and just be a lazy. He intended for man, when God created heaven and earth, he created a of the Lord, he said, make man in our image, let him have a dominion over the fish, and have a dominion over the fowl. And that's what is the God's purpose for he intended a man to be. And he intended a man to be, and he created him and them, then that time the woman is in the man. Though the woman is not an original creature, but he still, she still, the Lord has commanded them have a dominion over. So when God has it to us, he not, He's not letting the church just uh, fall into the, uh, just be a, a lazy and don't, don't do anything. He wanted the church to have a dominion over. And the old woman was not an original creature, but a woman was in the man. 
By in the man, by in Adam, God said he created him them. And he commanded that them have a dominion. The woman still have a power to domain. The reason is because she is in him. For the church, God commanded us to have a dominion over. The reason of that is not because we can do certain things. Because we are in him. We are him and he is us. Because of that, then God gave us a commandment and said, have a dominion over. That is not an option. That is not something you have to learn to be educated or to be trained so that you can do that. That already possesses the inside of you when he created you. It's not later on Adam learned how to do that. It's not later on Adam learn how to have a domain. That power is already laid in him as soon as God created him. When you were born again, God has already laid all the power, all the blessing, everything that you needed to have a dominion over Satan, to make him a subjection, to subdue the sin, to have a dominion over sin, so that sin cannot have a dominion over you, all lays in you. The message has uh, all the power that what we needed. It's just like, you know, when God created Adam in the beginning, all power has laid in Adam. He doesn't need to learn or, they, or have some new idea or go through a class or get some education before he can do that. Everything that is uh, God possessed is already laid in his, uh, in his hand because he is an amateur God. He can Speak and the storm can come. He can speak and the wind can stop. And then he can speak and then the, said that the mountain moved from here to there. And then we saw in the, all this because of sin creeping in and the reasoning cause of the sin and the sunship that the power that laid in the sun has a, a, dim, dim, diminished. Forgive me, um, here, 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 Murphy again. And so then uh, the sonship that was in him with the glory, with the power, and start to loosen. And then uh, coming down to a man just uh, far away from God, I was totally in the darkness. But God never intended for them to be that way. Then he restored, he restored, and it coming to the pivotal point to Jesus Christ. And then uh, Jesus Christ, He's the Son of God, the only begotten Son of God. And he's, uh, He showed to us the sonship has been restored. The Son has come back. And then He can go on the boat and uh, calm the storm. And He uh, said, peace be unto you. And He can uh, discern the heart of the, the Samaritan woman uh, on the, in, the, in the well. And said that you have a four husbands. And the one with you is not your husband yet. And then uh, the Jesus uh, can uh, uh, cast out the demon, the legion, the thousands of a demon out of the, the man. We saw the son has come back. And then the world stir, then the church possessed the same authority that Jesus had. 
And then afterward, the churches start to fall and start to fall and, and come to the total darkness. But thank God, in this last age, God sent it in the ministry back to us again. It's to do what? To restore the sonship. To bring heaven down to the earth again. I'm going to speak a about that in a, in a minute. And then we saw that the prophet possesses such a ministry. And as to show us what is a restored son that it should be. Then uh, he was uh, in the Colorado and uh, in that uh, one uh, uh, blizzard was, uh, was coming there. And the Lord ordained, asked him to go back. Then to go back, said to speak, that the son come out. And he speak, the son come out. What to show to us, the sonship has been restored. The heaven has a brimbring down, has a brought down to this earth to your realm. And then he said, ask a squirrel to come up. And then a squirrel, one, two, three, four, five, the squirrel will come up to show to us what? The sonship has been restored. What has been lost has been restored. What has been in heaven used to be thousands of miles away. Now come down to this earth again. It's another kingdom start to invading to this earthly realm. And then we saw that the prophet, how it is as a ministry, is to show to us, he cast down demon. He cast out a demon to expose demon. And to say what your name is, what your address is. And all of that to show to us the restored sonship has coming back to it again. There is a heavenly power has been coming down. There is a heavenly odor has been restored. It's been in a chaos in the church. Church have no direction. Don't know where to go. People don't know what do they believe. Just go into the theology. Just said, you know, I just come to the church. You know, that's all that we need to do. But God said, enough is enough. This is not what I intended my children to be. They're groping in the darkness. And they're trying to do this and trying to do that. Had a little religion. And try to say, I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. And just go to church. See, that's, that's enough. God said, enough is enough. I'm restoring the sonship back to this earth again. To that heavenly power to start coming down. So that my children can sit in the heavenly place. Because our children go to heaven without a heaven coming down. It has to be heaven coming down. Then children can go into the heavenly place, can enjoy, can feasting on the word, can know who they are, can have the sonship, recognize I'm not the son and daughter of Ella Branham. I'm not a son and daughter of this person or that person. I'm a son and daughter of a God. To have a power, to have a dominion. That's what is God intending to do. Brother Bramber said, in the soldiers and in the prison, is that Jesus said, pray thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Then heaven is brought down to us. And we are brought up to heaven. It has to take the heaven brought down. And then we can be brought up to heaven. That's why God sent the messenger. That's why God sent this message. What to do? To brought down the heaven. To brought down the heavenly power. To brought down the heavenly peace. To brought down the heavenly joy. 
to brought down the heavenly strength. Everything when God gives the message is all brought from heaven. There's none from earth in the message. This message is from heaven. That's why it brings heaven down. So that we can be brought up to the heavenly realm. Is that we're sitting in heavenly places now in Christ Jesus. We all believe in the message to be the truth. That Jesus Christ, the Son of God, redeemed us. Jesus, by this ministry, has brought down heaven unto us. By the prophet's ministry, he literally burned the heavenly realm into this earthly realm. That's why the prophet had a, such a time from the resistance of the church. Because of this heavenly realm is supposed to come to the church so that the people can grab a hold of it to by believing the word, by believing it, then they literally can sitting in the heavenly realm in Jesus Christ. But Satan behind the denomination started resisting it. And he, he go to the church, he go to the different denomination. If you just, uh, uh, had a divine healing, if you just, uh, uh, you know, just go to their church, everything will be alright. But then when he started speaking the word, it's the word, it's that heavenly place. It's the word in that hour was vindicated that bring down the heavenly realm down on earth. When God said, let there be. And then when earth receiving that, then there be. The light starts to coming out because they're receiving it. But the world won't receive it. And the church, they resisted. And the lukewarmness and the different things, they didn't resist the heavenly realm. Because when the heavenly realm starts coming down to the earthly realm, people always resisted it. But God must have bring down the heaven so that that we can sitting in the heavenly places. It's not for the denomination of churches, but it's for the bride of Jesus Christ. It's for us to sitting in that heavenly place so that we can rule from that. When you were born again, then you're sitting in a heavenly place because you know that what your position is. Because but Abraham said, what's the heavenly places? It's the position in Jesus Christ. To know who you are. The reason we don't smoke, because we know who we are. The reason we don't drink, because we know who we are. It's not because the rule uh, forbidden us to do. It's because we know who we are. Then we stop drinking. Because I know my position is not just a drunker. That's why I don't smoke, because I know that my position is not just a smoker. That's why I don't cuss, because I know my position. I know who I am. Only who, only when you know who you are will give you the, the power of a recognition. That when you recognize who you are, that gives you the power to stop doing what you, what you always doing or whatever is evil. It's by recognizing who you are to give you the power to know that's what you need to do. And give you the power to overcome it. It's like the, the African slave that Brother Bram was talking about. That uh, 
he, uh, they, they come to buy him. That the owner said he's not for sale. And they said, I don't understand why he was a chest that was sticking out. Why he was always up to doing things. You don't have to whip him. You don't have to do things that force him to do. Because all the, if it's a slave, slave always a force to do things. If you're a slave of a certain things, you are always a force to do. Devil force you to do. And if you're not just a slave, if you're just a slave of, of the worldly things, it's all the devil to try to force you, force you. But if you're not recognizing who you are, it all turned out to become God force you to do things. It force you to come to church. Force you to make, to dress up. Force you to live like a lady, live like a man. It's everything just become a law, law, law to force you. But when God bring the message, it's to bring heaven down and bring us up so that we recognize who we are. That is not something for me to do, but it's something that's in me desire. I love to do. I love to come to church. This is what I'm living for. I love to fellowship with the believer. That's what I'm living for. I love to read the word of God, to study the word of God, because that's my heavenly places. It's not what you're forced to do, but it's uh, something that's in you. And that a slave, that African slave, because he know where he's coming from. He knows the father is a king of a tribe. And because they understand that, because they know that, that's why he behaves different. He acts differently. If we know who we are, we act differently. If we know that we are son and daughter of a God, sitting in a heavenly place in Jesus Christ right now, and it's a moment, and we possess all the power, we possess all the strength of the God, Lord, give it to us, then we can overcome every sin. We can overcome every Satan. There's no power is going to overcome the pride. But Abraham said in the God of this evil age, he said that when the entire word of a God incomplete was a head up in a human body called Jesus Christ, in there God made me pay for my sin in him there. It's the Christ that paid for our sin. It's the person that in Christ, there's no condemnation. Then he rose me, raised me up with him in the resurrection. And now we are seated with him with the power and authority over every evil, or every devil. He said, oh, if you could only believe what God has given. But if you are not seated there, you don't have it. You must be sitting in that heavenly place. Then you know who you are. The heavenly place is Christ Jesus. The heavenly place is the word that has vindicated in this hour that made personally to you. He said, if you are, if you are not sitting there, you don't have it. And if you are sitting there and don't believe it, and afraid to move, you will never use it. God gave us that as a message for us to use. To recognize that who you are is to let you to overcome. To have a dominion over. He said, but if you are seated there, you will use it. For you are ordained to do what you do. The first evil, but in Christ, the mystery of a God, God predestinated. That is the mystery. Or then, a second Eve, another Eve, that were not going to fall. 
You are predestinated to sitting in the heavenly place. You are predestinated to have a dominion over sin. To have a dominion over lust. To have a dominion over depression. To have a dominion over sickness. To have a dominion over gossip. To have a dominion over jealousy. To have a dominion over every of those things. That belongs to you. Because God predestinated you. To be sitting in the heavenly place. But whenever the heaven was brought down. He always faced resistance. Because when heaven coming down. He brought whatever that is in the heavenly realm. Is absolutely cannot be comprehended by the earth. That's why earthly Christian cannot comprehend the heavenly place. That's not, that's why the, the earthly, worldly minded of the Christian, though they try to understand, they will never possess the power. All they have is just a knowledge and not intellectual. But when heaven got branded down, he want to bring the heavenly love down. He want to bring the heavenly joy, heavenly faith. Everything when heaven come down is all from a heavenly. Everything was brought down by the word of this hour down on this earth. It's all coming from heaven. The discernment, even the judgment, the indignation, the righteous indignation to know what is wrong, what is right. To have a judgment, to discern the wrong and to the right. That all coming from a heavenly realm. It's not something that is earthly that we can learn, can be educated, but it must come from heaven. And when this heaven starts to coming down to this earth, it was like a pressing down on this earth. It's like a Christ that had bring the word that is coming down to us is a pressing down what is the earthly realm. When this uh, heavenly envision, if we can call it, starts to coming down, that makes the world become a darker because the world cannot comprehend it. They won't receive it. That's why Brother Brandon said that the darkness starts to congregate together. That's why the world will become more sinful than ever. You know, uh, you start, you wonder why all these things become legalized. It used to be people just talking in the closet, but now they all not only come out of the closet, but it become a law that you must do this. Become a law that you don't agree. Then you become a hatred speech. Why is all of that? Are you thinking about it? And I saw Joe. Joe was in here. Joe, uh, uh, no, sorry. I think Sam was uh, was doing the, elect, uh, uh, the uh, for BC High Joe, doing the electric, uh, electrical things. You know, before you know it, before long, very, probably very soon, you must have a degree so that you can dig a hole. If you just uh, just uh, uh, just get a regular high school graduated, you cannot do anything. Nobody's going to hire you. Right, Brother David? You must have a certain degree that in this earth that you must have so that in order for you to have a decent job. And everything, it was a degree, degree, education, science, this and all of that. Oh, why? Why is that? It will eventually become a boycott. That is, if you don't 
compromise yourself with this earthly realm, you cannot even live. You cannot even feed your home. And the world that we intended will become more and more like that. And because the, the Satan that in this world, he doesn't want the heavenly realm to coming down. He doesn't want that the people living by faith. He doesn't want the people living by the supernatural faith that the Lord had given to us. He wanted everybody must to compromise themselves, live on this world, and live by this world. And he must have let to the people, you have to get an education. Don't misunderstand me. You get whatever education that you need to have, whatever the Lord ordained you to have for the kingdom of God. That's what the God ordained you to do. But you, I just want you to say, what is the purpose behind all of that? That is the Satan because his whole purpose only have one purpose. That is to destroy you. How to destroy you? Bring a spiritual death. Destroy you. Let you don't have the faith to believe what is the word has to tell you. Let you distracted from the heavenly realm into this earthly realm. All you cared about is just job. All you cared about is a career. All you cared about is how I'm going to pay the bill. How to go into this. That is not to the realm the Lord wants us to focus on. The realm the Lord wants us to focus on. He will give us this resurrection. He will give us the supernatural faith so that we can live by faith. Not just by our eyesight. But what Satan had tried to do, he wanted to bring people into this earthly realm. You'd almost have a college degree to do anything. He wants you to go back to the college. He wants you to go back to the university. For our young people to spend the years and the years and the years there, if they don't have the born again experience, they will be swallowed into it. It's become a boycott that you must follow the rule. You must follow the Oh, the, the things, uh, the, the common sense uh, that the world has to do. Because they want to pull our young people into this earthly atmosphere. In a university, in a college, he pulled our young people into the entertainment. The media, the social media, then and everything. Why? Because this is all earthly realm. He want to swallow them up with this earthly realm. But when God coming down, he bring the heavenly atmosphere that are to you. And that the preaching of the word to bring the heavenly atmosphere to you. That's why it become darker and darker. That's why because the heavenly realm become pressing down the darkness. The darkness starts retreating. They're congregating together. And that sometimes we find out our children that they're getting fallen and fallen and fallen. The more you preach to them, it seems that the more they rebellious. The more you live a life, it seems that the more they want to mock on that. But don't you worry about it. That's the heavenly realm started coming down through your ministry, through your life. That is oppressing the darkness. No matter how darkness that is in your children, in the family, in your loved one, started congregating together. But there's a heavenly realm was oppressing that. You possess that heavenly atmosphere. You possess that heavenly realm. You possess that heavenly joy, the heavenly peace. Everything is a supernatural. Is coming from heaven? When that realm started pressing down, it makes them try to run. It makes them feel pressure. They want to get out of the house. I don't want to live in it here. But don't you worry. That is the heavenly realm. Start to coming down. 
And by that heavenly realm start to coming down, it will bring the life come out of from the darkness. You don't have to worry about it. Just give yourself more to the word. Give yourself more to the promise of God. Continually living in the heavenly place. Know who you are. That's why the second Corinthians chapter four and eight they said we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We cast down, but not destroyed, but why? That's why there's a ministry of the prophet. Had to go through such a resistance. But in, in face of all the resistance, the light piercing through. In, in the face of all the darkness, God bring his message across. Oh, I think about it on a snow white dove. Our brother Brandon said, the dove was wounded. The dove was bruised, was rejected. But it bring the message through. He went into the camp, said, it is finished. Oh, by God's grace, this message has brought it through. And it coming to the heavenly realm, said it is finished. And then it bring the heaven down to the earthly realm and tell the children of God, now you can sit in, in the heavenly places. You can possess all the power. You can have a dominion over sin. That's why the sickness can be healed. That's why the Satan and they tried to make it around, drop from the roof, but he couldn't do it. And they let him break his as a bone, but the Satan, he couldn't do it. He couldn't take his alive. And now they put in a cancer in him, but he still couldn't do it. We just got a report, a testimony, that he went to see the doctor, and the doctor gave it a report that it tell him that the cancer cells start to eliminate him. Started to go another way. The healing started to possess. The heavenly realm started pressing on that earthly realm. That body must under subjection. That's why brother Tom, he lay on the bed. The other day I was talking with brother Tim and think about it. 40 years. It's not that you have a pen or no pen. It's a how level. What is the level of a pen? 40 years. I only saw him cry behind the pulpit when he preached the word. And all the joy that of, that in face of all this pain, and of the one surgery after another, second, third, fourth, I never seen him sad. That should be a lesson to us. I never say one complaint from him. A lot of times I make joke out of that. What is that? The heavenly realm is coming down to the earth. And then everything is becoming from heaven. The heaven is supposed to conquer the earth. The heaven is supposed to subdue this earth. 
And all of the things that it'll go through that we can say to Satan, Satan, you still cannot get him. And I want to say to the people who are in the sickness, this arena, maybe you are watching that Satan tried to take your life by the sugar diabetes, but he couldn't do it. It's the heavenly realm that we are sitting in. That is Satan trying to pull us and trying to pull us out of that. But we're pressing down. We're pressing down on this earthly realm. Because we possessed what is the power that God had to give it to us. And I was thinking about our brother Peter. That he got to this uh, cancer cell, the tumor that oppressed her is a nerve. And it goes through the, the gamma radiation or different, the, the treatment. But still, translating the message. Satan tried to stop it. But God turned that around and reversed it. What is God telling us? This are the people sitting in the heavenly realm. The heavenly realm is not knowledge, but it's the power. It's the power to face every difficulty. It's the power to face every trial. It's the power to face every discouragement. It's a power to facing all the Satan's trick devices has been put on in front of us. The brothers in China under pressure still preaching the gospel. Just the other day they told me they sent me in a picture. There's a four more was a baptized. Why? The heavenly realm that are pressing down on the earthly realm. The earth trying to stop it. The, all the evil force to try to stop it, but it cannot stop it. Because when the earth fall, it will fall into low limit. But when heaven coming down, there's a no limit either. Nothing gonna stop that. That's why the, the people in Uganda, they preach the word. They baptize the people. In Ethiopia, they preach the word. They baptize the other people. Under the lockdown, under all these circumstances, heaven, when it starts to coming down, nothing gonna stop it. He's gonna crush every resistance. And we're sitting in this heavenly realm. He's crushed this earth. He crushed this body. He crushed this flesh. The desire and become the heavenly place that we can sit in now. The Bible said in the Genesis 1, 28, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have a dominion over. Replenish means to be filled. To be armed, to be satisfied, to be accomplished, and to be ended. That's what he intended us to do. He intended us to be filled with joy. To be filled with the praising of God. To be filled with the praise. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the peace. Not be filled with anxiety. That's why the heavenly realm is coming down. What it's supposed to do to the people who receive it. God created our way as a creature of a heavenly. Though we dwell on this earth, 
but it predestinated us and to be sitting in the heavenly places. Remember I'm saying, any condemnation by representation. He said, what are we doing now? Setting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, not taking our theology, but letting the Holy Ghost that braid us back to sons and daughters of a God. God is the braid as the church back to the Holy Ghost again. If we can say, God brooding on this earth again. He brooding on this darkness. And whenever God started brooding, He always used a heavenly atmosphere to brooding on this darkness. And when He started brooding, He brooding out the doubt. He brooding out the suspicious. He brooding out the world. He brooding out all the things that are in the world, in the flesh. Brother Bram said it, we're sitting together today in heavenly place in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit is breeding out. Oh, I'm so glad that it's breeding out doubts, breeding out isms, breeding in himself sons of God, not breeding back muse. Cross it up, but breeding sons and daughter of God. So the breeding out the unbelief, the creeds, and the things and bring us back to the original Son of God by the Holy Ghost. He said, as long as we are in Him, we are already risen with Him. We won't risen with Christ. We are already raised with Christ. It's a past. You're predestinated to be in that place. And in another message, that if you can ever get a scare out of the church... And let them realize that who they are and what they are positionally healing will be the simple message. Will be the simplest message to be preached. You're just scared. And the Satan is a bluff. If Lord willing, I'm, I'm going to go into that. But you're scared. You're afraid. You don't realize that you're a sons and daughter of a God. And now, now we will be. And we won't sometime in the future sit in heavenly places. Now we are seated in heavenly places. Right now. And now we are the sons and daughter of God. And the Bible said, subdue. Subdue means keep under. Burn into bondage. Burn into bondage. Make subservient or submissive. To subdue means to dominion. To dominate, to tread down. That's also the purpose of a God. Bring this heavenly atmosphere and it down to this earth to you. You probably read to the message of paradox. Brother are talking about his binding the mamba. Does anybody remember that that story? He was uh, not story, sorry, the vision that he was uh, speaking it about. That is related to this. Oh, my time is passing, uh, passing out, so I better get, get, or wind up really quick. And in a paradox, the Brother Brown is saying in that vision, that he said, uh, he said, as I, he said it was about three o'clock in the morning, I suppose, that I got him up, and I looked at where in front of me, I was coming down to the Jordan. Looked like I was standing on the map of a Palestine. And I was coming down to the Jordan. And it seemed like I could hear the song. I'm going down to the Jordan. And someone was singing it. And as I drew near the river. I looked back. 
and saying which way I need, I had to come. And I was a two-third of the way there to the Jordan. And look across Jordan. And I said, oh, praise God. Just on the other side is where all the promise lay. Every promises, every promise lays in the promised land. Promised land. Remember said, he's a two-third of the way to the Jordan. And it just under the brink of the Jordan. He looked onto the, he said, just think about it, just cross the river. Just cross the Jordan. There's the promised land. There's all the promise that God has laid in there for him to get, for him to lay hold on it. And it's for us to lay hold on it too. He said he's already two-third of the way. But just on the other side is all the promise that has laid in there. He has one through the first pole. He has one through the second pole. He has one through the taking the big old hand and know that what disease they are. He has one through to the second pole that he can be more sincere. That he will know that what disease and what is the address of the secrets that are in the heart. But he only went through the two-thirds of it. But he said, if it's just across the river of Jordan, there lays all the promise. There is where the promised land. But he needed to get over that. To get to the promise of a God. To make every promise is to come to pass. If we can say that we went through this road. But in order for us to lay hold of all the promise. To in order for us to lay hold to go into the promised land. The Holy Spirit, Christ, the word to possess every promise that the Lord has given to us. We must cross this Jordan River. It's the Joshua lead to the people cross the river of Jordan. And divided it at a place. And give it an inheritance to the Israelites. It's the Holy Spirit will leading us. We go through the journey so far. But we need to get down into that heavenly place. To lay hold on the promise of God. That the Holy Spirit bring our inheritance and back to us. And it's just on the other side is all the promise that has laid. The prophet, he wants a, a greater portion. It's not enough just have the first pole. Just not enough have the second pole. It's not enough just have the healing. It's not enough just I go to the church. It's not just enough that I listen, I believe in the message. You know, I'm just waiting for the, for the rapture. We need to subdue. We need to conquer, to have a dominion over, to make our life transformed by the Spirit of God. To see our children saved, to go into the rapture with us, to see us have a dominion over sin, to live a victorious life. There's a greater portion is waiting for the prophet. He need to get to that a greater portion. It's the word of a God will give the bride the rapture in face. It's the word of a God that can wake up the bride to know who she is and what she is made for. It's a word that they can let the bride get a true revelation of the true church and what she is. 
and what she stands for, and that she can do the greater works, and she will be an invincible army. He taking a greater portion of a word that lays all in there, and he can just inside. He can just see it. He can just see that it is all there. We can just see it. The rapture is on our hand. The resurrection of the saints. We can almost see it. See the world is crap. See the world is going to the darkness. It's just on the other side of the river. We can almost see our children to be saved. To sit in the bench. To see all that we love the one. We've been praying for them, brother master. Sister Geneva. We've been believing for them. We know they're the best children, but they're the best because of you are a believer. You can claim them for God. We can almost see that. It's just on the other side. In Ephesians 1, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. In heavenly place in Jesus Christ. He blessed us with all blessing. 90% is not what I want. I want a hundred percent. I don't want to just have a portion of it. I want all of it. If all of it is a subject to me, if all of it is a give it to me, why we are settled down just for a percentage of it? We want all of it. We want all our children sitting with us. We want all the fervency of our family. We want all our sick people to be healed. We want all the weak ones rise up and say, I am strong. We want all the sins under treading down under our feet. We want all of them. Because all of them is given to us. Because all of them is ordained to us. Let's bless us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world. He chose you to have all. That we should be holy and without blame before Him. In love. But it sent me an adoption blessing us with what? Divine healing. Whenever there's the things that are coming from heaven, it's always the divine. Foreknowledge, revelation, visions, power, towns, interpretations, wisdom, knowledge, all the heavenly blessings. If there's any one of you can speak in town, somebody interpret it, I'll praise God for it. We're not stopping it. We want all the blessings. If God can send in a miracle down, heal a certain person, I'm rejoice for that. If God chooses to use a healing time by time, by months, by years, I'm glad for that. Because anything coming from heaven is divine. Anything coming from heaven, I want it. If the person can give their life to the Lord, even right now, break through that door, coming over here and bring, and repent and before the Lord, Michael and we all come lay hands on him. I don't care about the COVID or don't lay hands or don't do that. I will do everything for that. We want that. Because he said, I bless us with all blessing. 
is that in joy unspeakable and full of glory, every heart filled with the Spirit. Walking together, sitting together in heavenly places. Not one evil thought among us. Do you believe that? I believe that. Whenever there's a heavenly place, there's a no evil thought in there. Not a one cigarette smoked. Not a one short dress. Not one this, that, or the other. Not a one evil thought. Nobody got anything against one another. Do you believe that? That's all the blessing He want to bless us. Everybody speaking in love and harmony. Everybody with one accord in one place. Then suddenly there come from heaven a song like a rushing mighty wind. There you are. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Heavenly places, just for a moment, is the believer's position in Christ. Where the believer stands in Christ in heavenly places. But to get to the heavenly places, there's something try to stop them. There's something try to stop you to go over there. It was laid in front of us. He's already two-thirds of the way. It's the Jordan River. And across the Jordan River, the land, it is in sight already. But Abraham said, then as I sat there a little bit beside the chair, then all of a sudden, here it come back again. Then I knew that it was a vision. And then when I come into the vision again, it seemed like I was lifted up and sitting on the highway, a narrow highway with some brother. This is the journey. It is on the narrow highway. It doesn't take anybody else that can go with you. You have to go through by your personally alone. He said, I never knew who that brother is. I look around and I said, now I'm sure I know this vision. The Lord God is in here. And it seemed like everybody was afraid. I said, what's everybody so afraid of? And a voice that came and said, there's a, such a danger in these days. There's a great hideous thing that's death when it strikes you. And I was just, I don't have time to go into it anymore. But then Brother Branham saw in the vision, he saw that an amoeba snake was just whirling through, crawling. And he said, as soon as I saw that, he said, I know that's a mamba snake, a snake. He said, what is a snake? He said, and a snake, of course, is representing sin, death. Just before, just go through that, to the promised land. Just before that, there's a mamba snake that's laid in there. Laid in that journey. In order for you to go over, you must bind that serpent. Otherwise, you cannot go. Is they there to try to stop you? And brethren, it said everybody was afraid. What afraid of? Afraid of that serpent. Because when that serpent was a bite, it was a death bite. What is a bite of the person is a certain death. You cannot get recovered from that. Is that what that serpent was representing for? Sin. What is a sin? Unbelief. What is the last horse? The fourth horse 
What is the horror of his name? Is it death? What death? Spiritual death. When an unbelief strike you, it will cause a spiritual death to that person. Isn't that serious? Unbelief will cause death. Unbelief of God's word will cause death. This is the one that we must bind before we lay hold on every promise of God. Abraham said, and he here he was on the highway. I thought, wow, this is it. So I look at him, and he looked angry at me, and he looked at his town, and here he come. But when he got right close to me, he would run up fast. And then he would get closer and closer and just quiver and stop. Then something would hold him off. He couldn't bite me. And he turned around on the other side and tried to approach from this side. Isn't that like a serpent? When the devil is to bite you, he's coming from all angles. It's trying to bite you. If this doesn't work, he will change another angle. If that doesn't work, he will change in another angle. The devil is to try to bite you, cause you to disbelieve the word of God in this hour. If he can use YouTube, he will use YouTube. If he can use, a, if he uses someone else to say the certain thing, he will use someone else. If he cannot use all of it, he will use your loved one to bite you. Not your loved one to bite you, but Satan will use them to try to throw disbelief that's in you. But thank God. Brother Brahma said, something hold him off. That he couldn't do it. Something was in there, was behind it, it was to hold him off. The serpents tried to bite him. The serpent tried to sow disbelief, sow discord, sow dis- all the things that the Satan can sow. But something hold him off. That it wouldn't, it cannot come over to bite on him. And Brother Man said it's sometime they said that, that serpent was running so fast, it seems almost got him, but he getting slower and slower and slower. And then he stopped. And he said he couldn't strike me. I was thinking about how many times. It seems like the devil coming so fast. The things that's happening in our family just happened so dramatically, so speedy. And just all of a sudden, it seems that the whole thing changed. And we went into the confusion. We went into the panic. But how we thankful to the Lord. Something holding him off. He can't just take us down. He cannot make, he can't just make us to disbelieve the word of God. And until today, we're still standing here to believe the word. When is the COVID come? When is the different things to come? When the people was isolated, when people was separated, some people went into the panic, some people went into the confusion, but praise be to God, we're still holding on. Now we're holding on, something holding off of us. Remember said that they saw that a brother was jumping way up in the air and over him and over him and over him and tried to dodge this serpent so that a serpent won't strike out on him. You know, I was wondering sometime if we start to do like that. We're jumping from one revival to another revival and hoping to use that 
to make us getting better and try to dodging this, uh, dodging that. But it's not to the jumping in the air from here and there. But it's to bind the Satan. And a voice came from above me and said, you've been giving power to bind him. The worst or any. You're in the heavenly place. It's for you to subdue, to conquer. And the brother Brahma said, well, God, what must I do? He said, there is a one thing you must do. Not two things. Not three things. Not four things. Not you need a, you need a quick smoke. Now you need a quick drinking. Now you need a quick lying. Now you need a, you, you just pull up your sock and get him better. No, just one thing you need to do. He said, you must be more sincere. Sincere to what? To the word of a God. You must be more sincere. I said, well, God, forgive me for my unsincerity. There's no arguing. There's no just said, you know, why is that? I'm not, not sincere enough. As soon as he heard the word, his response is, Lord, forgive me. Forgive my unsincerity. Lord, and let me have sincerity. To sincere to believe the word of a God. And when I raised up my hand to him again, there was a great something coming over, just lifting me up, same like that my whole body was charged with something. Before, it's something hold that serpent off. But that something hold the serpent off right now, this time, come into him. He said, it's something just charged me with something. It's not just a something hold it off. But that hold it off of power now laid into the prophet. That now to hold it off of power laid in you. When you become a sincere to the word of a God, say, Lord, I believe the word of a God. Help my unbelief. I'm not what I ought to be. I'm not what I used to be. But Lord, help me. Let me become sincere to believe every word of a God has said. Then there's something hold the serpent off of you now can live in you. Then he said, and now you've been given the power to bind him and everything under it. He's the greatest one. And then Brother Brahma said, he said, I bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then that a serpent become a twirling around, make it an end, a end sign, and to choke himself to death. That serpent was mine when he was a sincere to the word of a God. Sincerity brings power. Power lets you rule in the heavenly places. And that way, bind that serpent, he said, he's the worst one. As a man, bind this one and anything below him because he was the worst. If you can bind to the worst, you can bind the rest of it. If you can bind an unbelief, you can bind cancer. If you can bind unbelief, you believe the word of a God, believe the message in this hour, 
Give yourself to the word. If you already done that, all you need to do become a more sincere. You don't need a more word. You don't need a more new truth. You don't more need a more new idea. All you need to do is say, the Lord, make your word become a more positive than me, become a more sincere to believe your word. Then you bind all the unbelief. If you bind the worst one, you can bind the cancer. You can bind every devil's tactic. Because you've been given the power to bind him and anything that is under. Let a musician come. How are you to do it? Brother Remember said, The word said to him, You must be more sincere than what you are now to do this. That's all we need. Just one thing. More sincere to the word. You have a possessed the truth. He has given us the truth that in this hour, that all we need to do, as the prophet has done, Lord, help my unsincerity. Just let me become a more sincere that to your word. Let us rise. Let's bow our head as we stand. God has given you the power to bind this serpent. Maybe in an area of your life or the people that's uh, on the internet. Maybe some that in their life it seems like that the serpent, the devil has to take the privilege that you can live as a son and daughter and to deprive you of the privilege. And some of the people they become so anxiety. And some people, they don't know what they're going to do. At a situation that they are in, it seems like the devil just chiseled it away. They chiseled it away. But God said, you've been giving power to bind the worst and all the rest out of it. You're giving them the power to sitting in the heavenly place. To enjoy the feast. To enjoy the peace. To enjoy the life. Enjoy the joy. That the Lord has to give it to you. Everything that a Christ that has. He said all the blessing. He has a blessing to you. Why don't you just take a hold of it. By being sincere with the word. Believing what is the word has said. You can claim your children. You can claim your loved ones. You can claim your victory. And the overcoming power. It is all has been given to you. Our dear Heavenly Father. Lord, the word has been preached. Lord, now it is for us to believe. Now for us to reach out to you. To know that every word of a God is the truth. Satan has been bound. He has no power whatsoever in the children of a God. All he has done, as the two of the brothers and the sisters, Lord, we have exposed it in him. By the Holy Spirit, Lord, we saw that he is nothing but a bluff. Lord, because there is a something that is in us that is to hold him off. Lord, he couldn't strike us. 
that he couldn't strike and that unbelief that had come on us. Because the Lord, there is a power laid in the pride of Jesus Christ that can believe every word of God and make it as it come to work. Father, we give you all the thanks. Lord, we commit ourselves to your hand. Lord, whoever situation, that wherever they're in, Lord, I just pray that the word of God come and take an effect, take a hold on each person. Lord, regardless of what situation, regardless how dark they're, they're in the end, but let them understand that we're not will be, but now we're sitting in the heavenly place in Jesus Christ. May glory be unto your name. In the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Let's just sing the song. I'm bound for the promised land. Thank you, Brother Nathan. Let's start from the first verse. Verse. Promised land. I am bound for the promised land. Serpents that lay there. But even that, God said, I give you the power to bind. And you know the amazing things? He said, You can't even unbind him. I remember it, I preached it before. And sometimes I was thinking, Lord, why you need why I need to unbind it when I bind him? But you see, 
the Satan is not a totally annihilated yet. One day he will be totally annihilated. He'll be thrown into the lake of fire. But he's still on his earth. But Lord said you can bind him. No matter how worse that it seems like, no matter what situation that you are in, but Lord said you can bind him, Bernard Nathan. And he said also, he said uh, just for you to know, he said you can unbind him. And the brother Bramman said, Lord, just for me to know, I unbind you. And then the serpent come back to life. Then the brother Bramman said, I bind you again. Sometime and maybe the things in your life, it seems like, Lord, I've been dealt with that. That thing been dealt with years ago. How come it pop up the head again? Remember, God said, you can bind him again. You are sitting in the heavenly places right now at this moment. Because you believe the word in this hour. You're sincere with the word as it said. You believe what is the word has said to you. You can bind the Satan and you can unbind him and you can bind him again. It's just a little toy that is in your hand. God only use him to prove that God is Almighty God. God only use him to prove that in your life you possess that power. That power later right in you can bind him. May the Lord bless every one of you. You're such a wonderful congregation. Though you're small in number, I know there's a greater number that are on the internet that I can't see your face, but I, I, I can't hear your amen either, but I can feel your face. I can feel your polling. And we just pray. I think we need to pray more. As I said the last time, we're in war with Satan. Satan cannot deprive our privilege that our brothers and sisters can fellowship, can get together, can receive the word. Satan has to do all of that. He's behind that. But God gives us the power that we can bind and unbind and bind him again. May the Lord bless every one of you. Let's sing this again before we go. Let's sing this with all our heart. I am bound for the promised land. I am bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. Do you remember the song? Uh, My God is awesome. My God is awesome. Let's, let's praise Him. I just feel that we want to worship Him. This is a wonderful time that we can get together. I just can't let you go so easily. <laughs> so that's a praise our God. And that's a saying, my God is awesome. Isn't it awesome, God? How wonderful He is. I just love Him. Let's all raise our hand and sing to Him. Brother Nathan, thank you. My God is awesome. He can move mountains. Keep me in the
that we serve Lord you healed us you saved us you delivered us you put joy and unspeakable in us you put peace that in the storm that in us oh God you give us a promise that not only just now but you give us a promise after this earth after this world Lord you give us a promise of eternal life that eternally living with you what awesome God that you are. Father, we give you all the thanks. Lord, if people haven't understand, haven't experienced this awesome God, oh God, I just pray you, let your nearness, let your presence just draw near to them. May they realize this awesome God can be their portion. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, bring this people peace back here that you be you bring them peacefully back home lord as we're sitting in this atmosphere in this heavenly places as we linger that in this atmosphere i just pray you lord you continually that are dealing with our people lord lord continually speak love to our people continually speak peace to our people lord let them understand there's nothing can bother them there's nothing can hurt them Sometimes it seems that Satan just with his, uh, his uh, evil eyes just watching us. With his eyes, it seems like he want to make a hurt of us. He want to make a damage to us. But Lord, we know he cannot hurt us. He cannot damage us. Sometimes Satan can, seems like he still can verbally can cussing us. He can still speak evil against us. He can still try to accuse us. He can still speak things, Lord, and make it spit out on us. But Lord, He cannot hurt us, Lord, because we are sitting in the heavenly place. Even right now, we are sitting in the heavenly place. Sometimes it seems like the Satan just shaking the chin, just shaking, trying to break the, the prison bar. And but Lord, we know He has been in the prison. He cannot break it up because the Lord. By the power of Jesus Christ, we have bind him. Though sometimes it seems that he want to break it out of the prison, but Lord, we know he's just a bluff. He have no power to overcome the bride of Jesus Christ. Oh God, how we thank you, Lord. Lord, let us rejoice. Let the people rejoiceably going back at home to believe what they have received the word, have enough power to overcome each situation. We give you all thanks. Lord, we trust you. We believe you, Lord. Lord, we love you, Lord. You are an awesome God that we serve. You never failed us. Lord, you always bring your word to pass. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, we commit our people into our hand and dismiss them for your glory and for your honor. We love you, Lord. 
the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you, every one of you. If you want to linger in an atmosphere, and this is for you. And just believe every word that God has said. And know that He will never lie. And He hasn't lied. He will never lie. All you believe is all in your sight. It's just crossed the river of Jordan. When you die to yourself. When you are buying that serpent of unbelief. To believe every word. He already put you in the heavenly place. It's the everything blessing. You can lay hold to it. May the Lord bless you. You've been dismissed.